Hi, I'm Charity. I'm Stacy. I'm Lee. And I'm Amelia. And we're back. We're going to talk about something at this table around with four of us that maybe something that is you've been thinking about, maybe you're wanting to break free of, but the question is that we have is have you ever settled for something because you were so desperate or comfortable? Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I, I do, I am not a personality that likes to settle for anything. I will buck um, either being comfortable or either being desperate. I, I'm not a good extreme person. I, I like to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I just recently lost my husband, and so I'm in this weird, I kind of would like to settle a little bit, but I don't know where to land. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel desperate in moments, but then, um, I'm trying to find where I can feel a little more comfortable cause I don't feel comfortable. It's just not a comfortable place. So this feeling of being desperate is something that I can really resonate with right now. Um, there is a song by a particular Christian artist, run to the father by Matt Mahar. I'm going to give him credit for that. And I run to the Father again and again um, because I know when, you know, when you feel like you don't have any hope and, and all is lost that we know because of our relationship with him that we can run to him mm-hmm. and, um, and find that acceptance and find that balance because that's what I, I constantly am reminded to run to the Father again and again. So tonight we just want to open it up. We're going to um, discuss the difference between, or I don't even like saying religion versus relationship. It's like it's a fight. That's not freedom, is it? That's not. Who's going to win? I can tell you who's going to win. Who's already won? Is that a relationship? But let's let's talk about that. It's not future tense. It's past. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so let's. Let's talk about religion. Like, what does that look like to y'all? When I say the word, it, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to clarify, it's to this table. So just starting out this podcast, there's going to be some strong, like, um, opinions, um, thoughts that, are, that the Spirit is going to bring to our mm-hmm. heads as we talk. We are very open about that. This mm-hmm. isn't, it's really, we do not have, like, a play-by-play. It's very open conversation. We just kind of have an idea of what we're going to talk about. So, what does, when I say religion, what does religion mean to you? I'm going to say that word. What's that, what's that do to you? Like, yeah. does it make you unsettled? Because I know what it does to me when I hear religion, <laughs> you know. It makes me feel very unsettled. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like you have to follow everything to a T, to a mm-hmm. certain way. And whenever you don't do that, there's like a consequence. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. So when you don't get it right? When you don't get it right. You're going to get slapped? You're going to get slapped. Slap you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just feels like you have to do everything a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it also feels like a little, I don't know, a little prideful. Mm. Because 
sometimes we think we have it right, like mm-hmm. certain churches or certain denominations. Yes. Mm-hmm. We think we have it right and everyone else mm-hmm. is wrong. But do any of us really have it right? Mm, do we really good. know what God's thinking? I want to I want to talk about what you're talking about with pride. <laughs> that is uh, Whoo, we didn't we didn't discuss that, did we? We didn't that's, that's coming a, in uh, here. That's a just <laughs> coming on in here hot, you know, with the, just coming on out of the gate. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Trying to control because there's a right way and a wrong way. And so yeah. that that always leads to pride whenever yeah. there is whenever you feel that there is a right way and mm-hmm. a wrong way. Yeah. It will always lead to pride. Or mm-hmm. when uh, or when uh like when you test a leader and they're like, How dare you question my authority? Oh, like yeah. their pride kicks in, right? Mm-hmm. So Because th- they have all the answers. They have and, all the answers. Yes. They know all the things and how dare you mm-hmm. question that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So and we're not all don't be a leader like that right mm-hmm. but yeah 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 it's a, it's amazing um i'm innately um, i i i can talk about myself you know like this and i'll i'll throw myself on the bus you know but i am innately a questioner mm-hmm. it's my personality it's not that i'm not i'm i'm not trying to challenge and that gets miscon you know, misconstrued. I just want to know. I love information and I love if you think differently than me. I want to know, like, that's intriguing to me, you know. So it's what we love and hate about you, honestly. I, I know. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you know? I can challenge. <laughs> I, I mean, I can. I can. Were you that child yeah. that always said, why? Why? Yes. Why? And I was always that child that said, that's, shh. That's yeah. the guest we need. We need Charity's mom on here yeah. to really break it down oh, for mama. us. Mama. <laughs> Mama is coming on this podcast, <laughs> and you better be ready because she is. You get her and I together. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, I totally derailed us. It's good. So the um, yeah, it's it's the as leaders, and every one of us as a Christian is going to be a leader at some point because we have those around us that are not followers of Christ. And so we've got to lead them in that love and that light of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to fail because we are human and we have pride. So or I just want just that comfort, comfortable yeah. pew warmer. If you're not, if you, mm-hmm. if you, if you never step into a leadership and example mm-hmm. position, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have a question because I ask questions. <laughs> so is, isn't that still leading? Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. And that's still leading in an inactive way. It's an active, inactive way. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, leaders and we have to, you know, keep a check that our inaction is an action. It is. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, none of that was in our notes, guys. Nope. That was (laughs) great. (laughs) Well, when I was going to say about pride is the opposite of pride is humility Mm -hmm. so I think for us whenever we are in a church we need to have humility where like we might have it wrong but we're trying Mm -hmm. the best to follow Christ Mm -hmm. reading our Bible and trying to figure out the best way Mm -hmm. but realize like we're not all knowing and we're going to mess up and in in order to know that we have to spend time with Jesus. Yes. Exactly. We I have to spend time in that. the word. We have to spend time in 
just that those moments with God, like teach me, Lord. And sometimes that comes through pain. We were talking about that. You know, I was talking about that earlier. Sometimes it comes through those hard things. What what is God trying? Because He's always wanting to. He's creating masterpieces in us, right? Mm-hmm. And always trying to just well, He's pursuing, build right? right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when well, we lean in and listen, He's there. He's always. Did you say to... what did you say? Pursuing? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, you're talk- pursuing God. No, seriously. Yeah. That he, he is. He's is that always this high and dry. No, he's got he way can't. too much invested in us. He can't. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. yes, his son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he can't, he, he can't leave us high and dry. Right. It's like impossible for him to do that. So, well, going to this pursuing, if he's a pursuing God, then we have to understand that he's always pursuing us. And then talking about the humility, you are saying that we have to have humility in the church. But I truly believe that it begins with ha- being humble before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. where the relationship begins. We can't have humility with anybody else in the body mm-hmm. if we aren't humble before God. First. And have that yeah. that attitude with him that, okay, I may not have it right. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong mm-hmm. in that conversations that we have with him. Mm-hmm. It has to begin there. That's how come. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, this idea of religion and relationship. Mm-hmm. And so what is that religion? Let's go back to that original. Mm-hmm. What is that for you? What does, when I say the word, mm-hmm. I'm just, we're just going to do this. Religion. Have to. Oh. Have to. You don't have a choice. There's no options. Mm-hmm. You got to be good. You got to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You, you have to do, do it. it right. You have or to. Or what? You you lose your salvation. Mm. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is always how I felt whenever I was in, in the church. If you don't get it right, you will not go to heaven. It's a big weight. It's it's a it's, a it's a heavy. It's a lot of pressure. It's lots of pressure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Okay. Pressure. Here we go, Amelia. Ready? Religion. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I wish y'all could have seen her face. We so got to get these recorded, <laughs> videoed. <clears throat> Okay, I need words. Oh, okay. On that. okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Words. Um, I feel like you want to throw up. When uh, yeah. Just weight, pressure. Um, my personality type is if I've got to do it, I've got to do it all right. And I've mm. got to follow each one of the steps. And mm-hmm. when I don't do that, I don't know what to do. And when I don't know what's next, I don't know what to do. And I'm in this state of confusion and suffocation mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. so why do you feel suffocated now think about it i mean why 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 is it that you feel suffocated whenever you are under that kind of pressure well <laughs> what's uh, your trigger welcome yeah. to therapy oh, what's welcome trigger? to therapy <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> and the reason why i say that is i can the only reason why well, i ask you asking. that is because i i i understand that mm-hmm. i the suffocation yeah. i yeah. feel mm-hmm. is because every day i mess up yeah 
And so whenever you feel like you have to and you have to get it right, you feel like you are suffocating in this Mm -hmm. life because every day I mess up and I am just constantly down on myself. It's like a little squeeze tighter. Yes, yes. It's like the lie that you can reach perfection. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, And we can't, right? And like, (laughs) yeah. And you can't. There's no way. It is the lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to... I want you to answer that, but I've I've got to I've got to share this. I know. Um, it's the lie that Satan tries to tell us mm-hmm. that you have to reach a perfection because if he gets us to do that, then we, t- we our minds are taken off of the fact that the perfect went to the cross, yes, and the resurrection. Exactly. So if mm-hmm. he can direct it to us as being God, yeah. mm-hmm, that it's all up to you. Then it takes our eyes off of Jesus. Yes, and the perfection. And when it when when you put it all back on us, there mm-hmm. in comes pride. Mm-hmm. In comes yeah. like, we've like just self centeredness our- that mm-hmm. is so unscriptural, mm-hmm. right? We're we're supposed mm-hmm. to be the exact mm-hmm. opposite mm-hmm. of self centered. We've yes. made ourselves God. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we do. That is yeah. human nature. I mean, that's one of you know our podcast or, last yeah. time. You know, we yeah. talked about the garden and, and yeah. where we've made uh, earthly things God, mm-hmm. yeah. which are corrupted, which fail, mm-hmm. which. What are some of those things? That's that's a great that's a great topic. What are some of the things that we make? What are the earthly things that we make God like? <clears throat> just practically, practically, practical. college football. Pra- which one all of it it's like religion right no i'm just joking (laughs) go ahead well you know we're we're just talking about things that we 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 make god and that we put on this pedestal right Mm -hmm. we have we have a tendency to celebrate Mm. college football more than we do worship on sunday morning Mm. and if we can break decibels records at a football game Mm. but we can't even raise a hallelujah on Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, mm-hmm. yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And that's something, I mean, I, I personally am, am, am learning and overcoming mm-hmm. is because I grew up, you're a statue. Mm-hmm. And so you sing that way, you pray that way, you worship that way. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, corporately worship that way right because yes. we worship every day right? Right, right so yeah um but man when you get around like-minded individuals and they're really mm-hmm. worshiping yeah and then it changes your it changes <laughs> it changes lot, your world right? changes so. it, it 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 creates that and it goes back to what stacy was saying earlier about this humility mm-hmm. that when you can come to the throne room with a humble heart and let go of the pride, then that is where the freedom happens. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and that's where the relationship mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It makes me think so. of another lie mm-hmm. that we fall into, like about fame. So like, I feel like we're always reaching for attention or mm. for fame. Our society is, which is pride. Mm-hmm. like everyone's recognition like recognition mm-hmm. you know and i think we do that we don't even realize we're doing it <clears throat> we do. oh, yeah we do all the time mm-hmm. so i was i was personally struck i personally struggle with this because i am a huge i i'm just an encourager um by nature 
I'm a teacher by nature, and so I'm, I'm a natural encourager. And so I believe in showing appreciation for people mm-hmm. and to people. Um, I, so I've kind of struggled with this. Is appreciation the same as attention? Because I don't ever want attention for that. So you know, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it made me think of that. But I don't think it's the same thing. So I think it's a difference between, like, gratitude Mm. Like, are you grateful oh, for yeah. what they did for you mm-hmm. and expressing that to them, not mm-hmm. to lift them up in a fame way Most, and give them mostly. attention in that way, like worshiping in a sense, but mm-hmm. more like I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. That's where my mind goes. <clears throat> yeah. And I was thinking about because um, I like to show appreciation. I didn't realize I needed appreciation and i but appreciation is encouragement yeah Yeah. that's a hard one for me that's where i kind of this um not suffocation comes in but this appreciation she's twitching right now i feel like yeah i'm itching (laughs) so i don't i had someone tell me that it's like respect Mm -hmm. and appreciation is a form of respect in that um Everyone deserves appreciation. Everyone deserves to be told thank you for your service. Thank you, the gratitude, for what you have done. Mm-hmm. Um, they even told me that um, God demands it. Mm-hmm. I went, God, what? God demands us to give it? What, and what, thank what do you, you mean and a grateful heart. Oh, yeah. It's an appreciation yeah. for what he did. And so I've never thought about it that way. So is it okay for me to expect appreciation? It's not what I thrive off or live off of, right? But it is something that we need to give each other an encouragement. And, um, well, I, okay, ask me. Yeah. Ask me. Religion. No, wait, just a minute. Don't, don't ask me yet. Okay. Religion. Fire. I'm sorry. Fire? Okay. So I grew up fire. Fire. Because all I see is fire. 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 Not fire. Not fire. 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 And hellfire. (laughs) That's what you see. Yes. I see hell. I see judgment. I see judgment. I see hellfire Mm -hmm. and damnation. Yes. Um, I see. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up in an extremely legalistic environment, not necessarily by my parents, but by my church family, my school, all of that. Extremely, you had to fit a mold to an extreme. And I literally, as a child, thought I was baptized at nine, Mm -hmm. first time. And the only reason I went down, as I was walking down to There's a Fountain Free, um, thinking I was going to be splashed in the water. <laughs> it was nine. Um, but I, I felt like God was holding me literally by a string and delighted in tapping me on the fire. That w- That is my visual. Wow. Yes. I think you need therapy on that. I, I, I am, do not feel that way at all. I'm <laughs> the extreme opposite mm-hmm. um, to the point where there is never any fire around me. So, mm-hmm. um, but Unless it's afraid. a refining fire. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, well, so I, have a, I have an opinion on that too. What do you not have an opinion on? I have an opinion on everything. She does. <laughs> um, but the refine. Oh, yeah. I'm it's free. Nice. I'm in Christ. Yes. I'm refined. You are refined. And that's so awesome yeah, that I have that complete opposite freedom. Yeah. So. And how often does God show up in the Bible as fire? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's what led the children of Israel. That's what led the children yeah. of Israel. Mm-hmm. So I think it's this. By night. There's a beautiful thing about fire, like the refiner's fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just acknowledged that, and I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's always two sides. To I always thing. think about, you know, my baptism, and I was rebaptized. That's a whole, mm-hmm. we probably could have a bob- podcast on that, on our experience with baptism. and um, But that there was something so holy about that moment when I really got the yes. refiner's fire and it wasn't this damnation fire yes mm-hmm. but he was wanting me to give his refiner's fire and so I just surrendered that at 27 and um, allowed myself to experience that beautiful um, renewing and so that is gonna lead me into the next thing we're going to talk about is because this podcast is about religion versus relationship so here we go mm-hmm. Stacy relationship oh relationship we're going on oh, okay. first word relationship first word first you word. don't get to think about it well you just kind of threw it at me like i know that. okay relationship. relationship i think love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think um communication um that i, I think healthy when you're in a relationship, it's healthy. It's something that is um, uh, balanced and um, safe. Safe. Yes, there's another. Yes, safe. That's, that's kind of what I think of in a relationship. Amelia, relationship. Comfort. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. You said one word. Peace and joy. Comfort, peace, and joy. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a, it's like a ho- <laughs> hobby like a lobby sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does, that mean, does that joy mean happy? <laughs> well, that's a whole nother oh, I podcast. I, know. I don't even I know. know why I'm you sorry. just brought I joy just, okay, versus happiness. Is yeah, that's a thing. That's a reason why I said that. There's a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Counselor, relationship. Connection. I think it's... A connection where you feel fully known and your love for how you are. Mm. Charity. Relationship. Security. Because I'm experiencing what it's like not to have one. There you go. Oh. That's, a, yeah. That's why. Because it's, a, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a very insecure feeling when you do not, you're out of relationship with someone that you had such a strong relationship with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a f- constant free fall. <laughs> Just don't take a breath on that because <laughs> that came out mm. of the depths. Right, <laughs> Didn't know. And you know about that one, but it know. is. But it's that, like this free fall, is I can't find when, my ground. Yeah, isn't that when you get to experience faith so awesomely? Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah. That's In a the, way, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know the thing about it is, I know you're experiencing the that insecurity or whatever because mm-hmm. you know you're just coming out of that mm-hmm. and that is a physical but spiritually speaking mm-hmm. I have experienced that mm-hmm. being out of mm-hmm. relationship not mm-hmm. having that relationship yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah it's a um we'll talk we're going to talk yeah. about that y'all are going to mm-hmm. hear some personal um, application stories as I'm, I, I wish we had a video on the way <laughs> our bodies are moving right now. Cause I'm like literally like massaging my neck. Um, we'll get, we'll get there. There is a story 
that Jesus tells us about and gives us this beautiful story about religion and and getting the point across that he doesn't he doesn't want the religious acts right um he he doesn't he bucked it he turned tables he uh, you know at, we're in Luke 15 I mean as a listener if you want to you know turn to Luke 15 it's the whole it's the stories leading up to the prodigal son where you have the um it starts with 15 and he's literally Luke 15 talking to He's Jesus is with the tax collectors and the sinners, but the Pharisees and the religious law people are actually like witnessing these stories, and he takes this opportunity. So you have these two different classes of people. You have the religious leaders, and you have the sinners and tax collectors. I like to say that is you have the religion, and you have the relationship, because Jesus came to associate with the tax collectors and the sinners, Mm -hmm. the lowly of low in society, Mm -hmm. the ones that messed up, the ones that cheated people, the ones... That society or religion said, you're just not, you missed that check. Mm -hmm. And so this whole chapter is about that. It starts out with the parable of the lost sheep, Mm -hmm. um, where God goes and and it's talking about the shepherd pursues the one that's lost and leaves the 99 because that, that sheep is so worth it. It's a, again, Amelia talked about it earlier. It's this pursuing shepherd Mm -hmm. that we have. And it goes into the story of the lost coin. And uh, what is it? A widow? It just says, uh, mine just says woman. A woman. Old lady. Why do I think she's a widow? Anyways, because she's lonely with her coins. Anyways, that's just where my mind is. Well, there's a widow in her true mind. Oh, okay. I'm thinking. I'm confusing Maybe you're getting your parables mixed up. I'm getting getting the parables mixed up. So then we have um, the woman with the lost coin. And um, she lights up her house, and she goes and pursues it to find it. So she is the owner of this treasure, mm-hmm. right? So we, again, have a God who will light up the world to find us. And, and, and that just hit me. with me when I found the one that I had lost. Yeah, and after each story, he says, rejoice. Like, let's throw a party. Like, right. mm-hmm. celebrate with me mm-hmm. in my pursuit for the lost. Mm-hmm. Um it's beautiful. It's the opposite of what the religious leaders were doing. They mm-hmm. were condemning and holding down and accusing. And then here's Jesus saying, no, I want you to rejoice when the sinners. And the... Yeah. So then we get to the parable of the prodigal son. And so I don't know um, how much you all want to talk about that. So I'm, we're not going to really read it. You can read it later, mm-hmm. but it's... I think pretty much everyone knows, but some key points about the prodigal son is we know that there's a younger, there's a father with two sons, and the younger son wants to go ahead and get his share of inheritance. I'm not throwing younger sons under the bus, um, but I'm not saying he's impatient or anything. I'm trying not going to read into that. Um, but anyway, but he wants his inheritance for some reason, and so the father goes ahead and says, "Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's yours." What's mine is yours. He even says that to the older son later. And he says, what's mine is yours. So he goes ahead and gives it to him. And so the younger son evidently just decides to go on and go into the world and um, squandle is what scripture says. Yeah. And so he does that and he lives it up. And then a famine happens. And isn't it interesting? I want to talk about the suffering that happens that we don't know that's coming in the times where I don't, 
I mean, he was running with prostitutes and stuff. I mean, I'm just saying. He wasn't, like, going out there and doing good with his inheritance. But it does say that a famine happened. And I like to think that things like that happen in our life and our times where we think we are God and we're in control and we've got it all situated. Then God says, here you go. Bam. Here's some more suffering. Because it literally says, will someone read that scripture for Mm -hmm. me? It it literally says about the famine, and then it happened. It's like, boom. Do you need glasses? No. (laughs) No. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Sorry. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, About that, the time his money ran out, a great Mm. famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry Mm. that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. Okay, so a famine happened. I don't think that's by chance. Um, God, I, I just love the fact that how has God pursued you? I'm throwing them for a loop because this was not discussed. How have you experienced God as a pursuing God using things or situations to help you turn to make him God and Lord of your life? So the one thing that I think about in this is the um, the younger son wanted control over his inheritance. It's not that he didn't have what the father had he had everything you know he had that inheritance but he wanted to control it he wanted to decide what it is that he did with that and isn't that what we all do whenever we come into the faith is we want to decide how it is that we live for God what I love about this is the father was so gracious and kind enough that he allowed him to have that and said yes take it and do with it whatever you want and that, I do believe, and that's freedom. That is the freedom that we have. I believe that the Father is saying, yes, you have Jesus. You have him. You have this, this inheritance. You, you have me, right? You have the Lord. And I'm going to give you the freedom to decide how it is that you spend this inheritance. Because I believe that he knew all along. He decided whatever it is that he did with that. It was going to bring him back to him. So it goes back to my question. How have you experienced a pursuing God? Well, how has God pursued you? Because what has he used? What has, what he, has he, used? he used personally for you to pursue you or Amelia or Lee? People. He's used people. Yeah. Put the right people in your life at the right time. Right. Mm. And people that you might not have even known you needed. Um, and I, I think hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Because in the moment, you're just like, ah, oh, new friend, yay! But when you when you get further down the road, you're you're probably like, oh, wait a minute, I think mm-hmm. that was a a work of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting that you say people because we always think that when God brings people into our lives, it's always, they're always going to be kind and good and loving. <laughs> no, no. I, I will tell you my experience has been, and I may have been one of those difficult people to help 
teach someone like patience or something like that, right. but it's usually going to be more difficult challenging people that he's going to use to pursue you. Because again, if everything was utopia in the way of the garden, then mm-hmm. we would never need a pursuing God, right? Because we were always, he will only pursue us when we try to leave him. If we stay close to his heart, and does that make sense? If we stay close to his heart and in this relationship, because that's, that's what we're talking about is in this relationship, why would he ever go pursue you if I'm always hugging him and loving him? Does that make sense? Well, so I think he still pursues you, though. Yeah. I'm, really? What I'm is going pursuing? to butt back just a little yeah. bit. What is, Did you have like a... You go. Okay. You Don't go. want to interrupt you. It's, it's almost like a marriage. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. like, you've got to constantly... <laughs> me that's been married for all of six years, right? So you've, you've always got to keep courting each other. And showing that love, pursuing them. I know mm-hmm. what uh, some of the things that he he likes, and he, he brings me flowers. It, like it's it's a constant mm-hmm. intentionality, and so I think it's almost like that with 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 God, right? And Jesus, because we are His. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. I'm thinking a marriage relationship, but that's where my mind was going to. Okay. Okay. Cool. I well, just... the millennials are on the same page. Yeah. I just think of this how is an interesting conversation that's about to happen because this is a difference in generations. I okay. think God is constantly pursuing us because the enemy is always right there trying to tempt us and trying that's to good. distract us. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly pursuing us because he wants us to keep on the right track and he wants that connection and relationship with him. And when we have that true connection, mm-hmm. And we pursue him. Come closer. All right, let's see what these boomers have to say. Yes. Y'all aren't hey, really boomers. I, see, I think my, my, I, yes. <laughs> God is a pursuing God. I, I think where my challenge is. Lee, we've stumped Jesus, her. We no, have. no, I'm trying to put my words here. Mm-hmm. Jesus is perfection to me and he is never never going to fail me i mean as is as wonderful as my husband was he was not perfect in any means um you know what i'm saying i mean mm-hmm. he was lovely and considerate but he failed that so many times too just like i did with him because we're human so i think i have i have just struggle in my brain about putting jesus in the same category as I understand what you're saying. Okay. I understand what you're... No, he is my groom, but he is a groom... Okay, because I I don't have a husband, and I don't even have an earthly father anymore. So Jesus is, like God is my father and my husband that will never leave. Mm -hmm. Like he can't fail me, so he is my constant... I guess, I, I guess I'm going back to this perfect relationship and the fact that if you are always there and it is sealed and you have surrendered to him completely, would there ever be a reason to pursue? Because in my brain right now, it's not an option to ever leave Christ. I mean, I am saying that to the, for the world to hear. I have been in a state mm-hmm. where I prayed he did not come back because I would not be saved. Because I wanted to continue living the way I lived. 
Right. 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 And so I did have this keep pursuing me, Jesus, keep pursuing me, Jesus, keep pursuing me. I'm going out here and I'm doing the prodigal son stuff, but you keep pursuing me, Jesus. Don't don't give up on me. Mm-hmm. And I think because I am so it's not that he doesn't. And I guess pursuing I'm seeing as a different word. Yeah. Than relationship because the pursuing is like you you have lost something like the prodigal son. He was lost and he had to go be so what happens when you're in that relationship and you seek him so much it hurts and all you want is jesus and it's not another option to leave him does that make sense so is he is he still when i think of pursuing i think about how the holy spirit is in us and how that's how we continuously pursue there you go Hmm. is by his indwelling in us and how we can feel him moving in our lives that's it that's his pursuit okay. of us. That's it. Because I, I feel the spirit solidifies my relationship with him. Like I'm not ever going to be lost. I, I don't believe that. Even if I sin and I sin every day, I do yeah. something. If I say I don't sin, I'm sinning. So I'm going to do something, but that doesn't mean I'm lost because his spirit. Yeah. We all sin. That's how he pursues you is through the spirit. Probably your, your confidence of your salvation. And I know there's listeners out there that are like, because I, I talk, I talk to people, and it's like it's just not like he is my everything. Satan has thrown some crazy stuff at me since my husband has been has been gone, and in the church, through I mean crazy stuff. It would blow your mind if you knew the way I'd been treated. I cannot let that distract from. And it is that indwelling of the whole of the Holy Spirit. And I need you to leave right now. And I need you to go pray with me. Like, I need you to pray that Satan leave the room and I can overshadow you. So that's right. He like pursues you so he can walk with you through the hard things. Even a deeper relationship because it can always go deeper. It can always go deeper. Yeah. The prodigal son. And so let's go ahead. So he's got a famine. Hardship comes. God's pursuing him. Wanting that relationship because he is lost. I mean, he is he is gone. He's not even the house where he was raised. And he is with pigs. And we know that pigs, I mean, if we dissect this, those were the most unclean animal to a Jew, right? Mm-hmm. They're really good to eat. Those were just very, very unclean. So what, the, what Jesus is saying in the story that he's telling them is that he was so lost, he was considered unclean. Um because he, he felt, or he felt he was so lost that he was unclean. He felt it. Right? He felt it. Where the father was always waiting for him to come down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Pursuing. Then we go on, and the story tells us that he decides humility and, and desperation to, um, causes him to go back to the father. And it says that the father is literally waiting for him and then sees him and throws a robe on him and says, let's just get the fattened calf and let's just throw this amazing party because our son has come home. It's like the probably the best thing that ever happened to this father. Even when he had, I can just see this father going, I had my son safe. I had them with me. But it's the fact that he was lost and now he is found, that he rejoices the most over even our father. And so it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And then going on to the older son. And how does the older son respond? Not too good. Nope. 
in our mindset, right? Uh, the older son has also got his struggles and his crosses, crosses to bear. And he's been in the field working and he's like, mm -hmm. what the crap? Yeah. yeah. Like, I've given my time, my service. Mm -hmm. I've been loyal. I've... Yeah. I haven't messed up. I followed all the rules. Yeah. I never got a party. I didn't yeah. even get what to say. I didn't even get a kid goat or, or, or something. Yeah. So it's like, but daddy, I did, I did this and this and this and this and this and this in your name. I even did that. I even did that. Yeah. When I didn't want to do that. Right. But I did it mm -hmm. because you said to do it. Yeah. So I did it. So... Why am why is he getting all the reward? Yeah. Again, this idea that we're talking about, this idea of religion versus relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the the father hasn't gone anywhere. It's like in this story right here, right. there has not been a father that has gone out to search. Mm -hmm. In the first one, you have um, uh, the shepherd that goes looking for the mm -hmm. lost sheep. In the second one, you have the the woman who looks in the house the, in in the house mm -hmm. for the coin mm -hmm. but then in this one the father is not going out mm -hmm. of the house the father never left the house and so this is what i'm processing i'm like yeah we always have that holy spirit and he's there pursuing in that we have we, we take for granted that that voice is always there, but the, and there's always, he's always um, has that voice of something that is trying to encourage mm -hmm. us to return. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not even a voice. Sometimes we just get ourselves so deep in our own pit mm -hmm. that we have no other option mm -hmm. but to look up. And that's what I was seeing in this story is that it's, it became, it came down to a choice that he had to make. Mm -hmm. He had to make a choice. There was no one else left that was going to reach down and lift him up out of it. He had to choose to look yeah. up and to look back at the Father. Yeah. We always you know, have the choice to listen to the we Holy have, Spirit or not. Yes. We that's the freedom. have that choice. That's the free. Yes. I think that's what I was getting to is that the Lord will give us that freedom because he knows that in the end, you're going to witness and see for yourself that the goodness, mm -hmm. how good did, that you did have it so that you will make a wise choice and that you will want. And then like what y'all were talking about just now, that if you haven't lost much, mm. how can you be? How can you know? How can you know? And that's I, I think that's why it's so important to dive into the Old Testament mm -hmm. and to understand yes, the restrictions yes. they were under. Yes. Mm -hmm. That you can then, instead of having to only getting to go to the Holy, one person getting to go to the Holy of Holies mm -hmm. once a year, we now personally can go. We don't, mm -hmm. ha we don't have to have that, that, that high priest. We, cause we have the great high priest, right? Yes. And, and we don't have to, to wait for that. We don't have to do all these things. We can literally look up, Mm -hmm. Surround ourselves with like-minded individuals. Focus on him, because he'll be running out of the door for us. Mm -hmm. We just and gotta you know, turn around. Yes, and you know the law, he came to fulfill it, not to do away with it, because it was wrong. Yeah. The law in itself was perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. God's law. 
It's what humans had done to it's it. It's what humans had done to his law because his law, a lot of people, you know, we miss the mark on the law because it's, Scripture says it was our tutor mm-hmm. to teach us about Christ. Well, if it was to teach us about Christ, then where's the love, grace, and mercy in the law? Because it was there. Just humans made ourselves God and that we had to do it all right. Where God was like, I gave you a mediator. I gave you a priest. Just trust that. Mm-hmm. Trust the mediator. Mm-hmm. Trust Jesus. So the law in itself was not imperfect. It's what we did to it. It's what we do to Christ even today. It, yes. It, what started out with Moses on the mountain trans, you know, transformed into what mm-hmm. Jesus talked against and how much had been mm-hmm. added. Yeah. Oh. You know, how much had been manipulated. Weren't there six... 613 extra laws yeah. or something that had to be added because of human nature to buck. Right. So his word. It's not. A, yeah. Yeah. And do we do that today? Oh, oh, oh yeah. My yeah. Goodness. We do it all the we time. We do it with Jesus. No, well, I want Jesus to be this way. We, we try to put him in a box. Well, yeah. all the time. And, and that's where <laughs> religion comes little, in. Little blonde baby mm-hmm. Jesus in the box. Little, well, that's where the rules in the she house come it. in. What'd she say? Little blonde baby Jesus. Oh, there oh. you go. She said it. <laughs> uh, let's clarify the blonde baby Jesus. Um, we want him to look the way we want Jesus to look because it makes us feel good. And so we're like changing God mm-hmm. because we want to determine what God acts like, looks like treats us like mm-hmm. you know um and so we believes in the american dream and <laughs> yeah because you know jesus came here first duh okay um and so no <laughs> we're kidding people yeah, we're so kidding um i was wanna... trying to be very serious we're also very sarcastic, yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> jumping off us us being serious but being sarcastic mm-hmm. too um i want to challenge listeners mm-hmm. to read for themselves yes right um because this is our this yes. is our version of the prodigal son tonight mm-hmm. um, to hit something that is very meaningful and very timely for us. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is why Jesus gave us parables. Mm-hmm. This is why he gave us those stories. This is why he came to earth mm-hmm. and, 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 and preached and taught. And right. So as a listener, don't just listen to what yeah, we say. And, and I want to reiterate, reiterate what she's saying is the word of God is alive mm-hmm. and living and, and we'll speak, the spirits will speak through the word. The word and the spirit cannot work separate and apart from each other. So get in your Bible, read this story, pray before. This is a, a practical application that we pray. Pray about what you're reading and let God reveal. We believe that God speaks through his word, um, regardless of what you hear out there. He, he is a God of miracles. So closing it up. I want to end with some application. We're going to we're going to share started out this podcast with in what ways have we been in a desperate situation and he has called us out. And and how did we find that freedom? How did we find the way to come out? How did God um do all of that and and so <laughs> Um, basically I was raised extremely legalistic. I went to a, um, a certain church, um, belief, um, still today belief. It's not a religion. No, it's not really even a denomination. It's not a belief. It's not a, it's non-denominational. Yeah. It's not, Mm -hmm. is it a, it's the truth. Mm. Mm. 
Anyways, went to church and then was raised there all my life, even went to a high school that was an affiliation with this church. So the same, same beliefs. Um, I believe when that happens, sometimes there are so many rules, especially when you go to a private school, like here's your checklist, you got to follow this or you're kicked out. So I bucked every system um, known in my life because I was told, cause I am, I am vocal. Y'all know that talking here. And so I was basically told we need you to shut up, sit down and be pretty and just smile. How'd that work out for you? And then sing. Cause you have a little talent there. So we'd like to hear you sing, but we really don't want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out well at all. So bucked that system rebelled in different ways which will be another podcast but really bucked um to the point it was all about control to the point of i'd gotten to this this point of suicidal had to get out of the situation i was in in the environment i was in because it was literally going to kill me literally i was trying every which way to bucket and so i left and went to college in nebraska and didn't know a soul 12 hours away Best thing I ever did, hardest thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. Panic attacks for two weeks, didn't know anyone. But it was the best thing because God was a pursuing God and one, and I needed to get out of there. Sometimes you just need a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Met amazing people, very challenging people, but amazing people who helped me see. And it was the one question in my life at 19 years old that a um, fellow singer that I was with in college I guess I kept saying, well, my dad and mom taught me, or I grew up, I believe this, because mom and dad always said, and she stopped me in my tracks, and she said, I don't know your mom and dad, but I know you, and what do you believe? That was the moment that Charity found freedom, and so I called up my mom, and I said, I know you've taught me everything. You know, that I said, but I'm going to throw it out for a little bit. I'm just going to take the Bible and I'm just going to read it for myself and figure it out. So that was the moment of my path for freedom. So I had to leave and go 12 hours away. Mm-hmm. That's how he's pursued me. I'm telling you, if you're going to change your life and your walk, it's going to have to be something very drastic. It usually yep. is and something yep. very, very hard that I was willing to go do because I, I couldn't stay in the state that I was in. Mm-hmm. So for me... Um, mine was more of, if we're looking at the prodigal son in the story, I was the brother in the beginning. Mm. I was the one who was always, you know, it was all about doing everything right. You have to do everything right. And it's not that I, I did. It's not that I always followed the rules because I was not the perfect child to say the least, but I had an opinion about everybody else. And I had an opinion about everybody else's walk. So I could sure point that finger at everybody else, Mm. even though I had three pointing back at me. Mm. And it was through that attitude. It was through, you know, because that's kind of how I was raised. These have to situations, you have to be perfect and all that. But my desperation came whenever God showed me that I was no better. Hmm. And and I found myself in that pit and I found myself doing the things that I never dreamed that I would do. I talked bad about the people doing the things that I did. And that was God showing me, see, 
you're, you're no better. You're a sinner just like everybody else. Stop, stop looking at everybody else. I want you to look at you. You've got to, you've got to take a more in-depth look at yourself. And, and of course, that's what uh, led me to, um, uh, different programs and back mm-hmm. to church and back to God and, and mm-hmm. just being able to, to get the tools that I needed to be able to really self-examine, mm-hmm. you know, and look inwardly at myself and then learn to have grace, not just with myself, but to have grace mm-hmm. with other people. Um, so I've been at both ends in, in that respect mm-hmm. that I have been the, the brother and I have been the prodigal son. Uh, but it in all of that, God pursued me in that. I mean, it, it, I just, I love looking back at my life mm-hmm. and seeing God's hand in every moment, moment of it, just showing me so because he was teaching me mm-hmm. all along the way. So those if we lessons. Can, yes. So if we can look back at our life and not be so hard on ourselves, mm-hmm. but looking at how God had a hand in every single part of it, you know, it's, yeah. it's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. process. For me, I grew up in the church as well. Um, I never felt like it was as legalistic mm-hmm. as y'all experienced mm-hmm. growing up. I don't know if that's a generational thing or if that's just the people that were surrounding me in that church. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I remember in like middle school, my church had a guy and girl youth minister. Um, and so we had two. And in middle school, the girls' youth minister was always really good about meeting with all the girls individually and taking them to Starbucks and letting them talk about whatever they wanted to. It didn't even have to do with God or anything about church. And so she was really intentional about building those relationships with us and just letting us be who we wanted to be and who we were. And then through that, she kind of like, taught us more about the Bible Mm. and building that relationship with God. And so that's something I'm really blessed that I grew up with Mm -hmm. in my church. Mm -hmm. And so from then I went to a church camp one summer and I was thinking about being baptized, but I wasn't for sure because I felt like I had to be perfect still. Yeah. In my personality, I'm can tend to be very perfectionistic and so I'm glad you defined that and like clarified that because it's your personality, not necessarily the way you're raised. No, it was not the way I was raised of religion. Okay. It's my personality. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want, like growing up, I never wanted to break the rules. Mm-hmm. I didn't really break the rules ever. Yeah. And so, yes, yeah, she I, was the perfect child. I would never buck the system. <laughs> yeah. That was not me. And so <laughs> I was like, you say to do it, I'll do it. And so Mm -hmm. that's just my personality. And so I felt like I had to be perfect to be baptized. And so one day we were on a mission trip and I was in the bus listening to music and a song came on and it said, what are you waiting for? Mm -hmm. When I was kind of thinking about being baptized and I saw a sign and it was a U-turn sign at the same time I saw that and I was like, oh, maybe Maybe that's a sign because mm-hmm. I've been praying for a sign. Maybe that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a sign. <laughs> Literally. And, <laughs> Sorry. And then a few weeks <laughs> later at camp, I noticed that they had dug up a plaque that was underneath the ground and I had never seen it before. So I was like, I'm going to look up what that is. And so I went and looked up that verse and it said, 
what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. And so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I felt like God was saying, like, you don't have to be perfect. You can show up as you are, and I will love you as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. then I think like a month later, I was baptized because I was still like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing the right thing? <laughs> and I'm so, still not perfect. Yeah. 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 And then. I I think a lot of people feel. I think a lot of people feel like they have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, well, God accept me for how I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to go to hell. (laughs) 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 And I I had to. Yeah. She had to. I I didn't want to go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) And I think from that point forward, I've definitely had highs and lows. But I think I've always had a relationship where I will just talk to God like he's right next to me. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine him sitting next to me in the car, like when I'm driving, like him as a person. And some people might think that's not right, but that's how I do it. Or I imagine him on walks mm-hmm. with me and different stuff like that's that. That's literally relationship. Yes. Like I think of him actually with me yes. and I talk to him like he's with yes. me. Yes. And I think we all do that at the table. That's just the last one. Save the best for last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, f- f- for for me personally, I ident- I identify with the other brother um, because I have a brother that did the prodigal son okay. um, version, mm-hmm. um, and and I was the one at home doing what I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 for me personally, I am still probably. You know, if you write down religion versus relationship, I am probably the VS. I, I love being able to sit around a table and, and hear stories uh, from from you ladies that two of them are, you know, you guys are older and you can look back. Um, We're older, not old. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you can yes. look, you can look yes. back uh, yes. with such with such freedom, um, hope, confidence, right? Um, where Lee and I are in. A totally different stage in life, mm-hmm. um, and, and this is not. I mean, that's. There's a whole lot more to to my salvation story, right? Right. Um, oh, me too. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, I could have kept going. Oh well, thank you for sharing. I was wondering what you you had you you Amelia is very passionate about the story, and I was wondering what was really driving that. And three hours later, we finally get that answer. But um, that's that's interesting. Well, thank I, you for I, sharing that. Can I ha- ask yeah. one question before we? Yes. I, oh, I do have a question. I, you know, I did not know this because we didn't talk about this down there. That your your brother was in the place of the the prodigal, and you were more like the the brother that stayed home, the older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. What, what, what were your thoughts about your brother? Um, just wow. Okay, you go. You go back to like. Um, there's there's a part in Romans, um, let love be genuine, mm-hmm. um, mm. and uh, love one another with brotherly affection. Mm-hmm. I have a new understanding about that Good. and appreciation for that. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have awesome parents uh, mm-hmm. that went running, and and I'm yeah. So. It is the heart. To get down to to tie this podcast at, 
He just wants a wholehearted worship. He wants your whole heart. He doesn't want half your heart. He doesn't want the little part that you're going to give him and let him have to humor him, right? So you can go over and do the other things. But God wants your whole heart. Go ahead and surrender your heart. Give it all to him because he is worth it.